One. One. Two. Two. <laughs> Three. Three. Sorry. <laughs> Should we do it again? Let's try it again. My name is Julius, and I'm your twin brother. Don't you find it peculiar that we both look so much alike? Twins, Basil. Twins. That's a cold to the bone, right? And do you all have that twin thing where you read each other's thoughts? Hi, I'm Nicole. And I'm Alexis. You're listening to Double Take, a twin cast. We're identical twins, and we're exploring all sorts of things about twindom. One thing you may have noticed over the past two episodes is that, well, our voices sound pretty similar. Honestly, sometimes it's even hard for me to tell when we're listening. Yeah, so to help that a little, I'm panning us to opposite sides when I mix the episodes. You may have noticed this if you're listening on headphones, but if you want to listen without them, uh... Good luck! And really, does it matter? We're both saying interesting things. Who cares who says it, right? Exactly. Oh, one thing you may have noticed is that the background noise for both of us sounds completely the same right now. Because we're actually in the same place. Yeah. I had the opportunity to tag along with my husband on a work trip to Seattle. I figured, let's get some in-person podcasting done. I'm staying with Alexis, and we're going to try to record a few episodes while I'm out here. We'll see what we're able to complete, but I'm excited to be in the same place and to work on this together. And of course, to show Nicole wonderful Seattle, because I love this city. I've had a pretty good experience so far. I went on an awesome hike. I biked around a whole island. I'm a little exhausted. So many Peroshkis. This episode is basically sponsored by Peroshkis. Peroshki Peroshki is my favorite place, and I've literally eaten a Peroshki a day since I've been out here. I'm okay with. She brought me some. It didn't hurt that our hotel was about a block and a half away from them. It's kind of awesome. Last episode, we included a little bit of an interview with our mom, Chris Carter, and we promised more of the interview in an upcoming episode. Well, guess what? It's here! Yeah, so we talked to mom about what it was like finding out she was having twins, and a little bit about what it was like raising us. We called our mom on Skype, getting the three of us together across three different states to chat. Hi, Alexis. All right. Hi, Mom. Good to see you. Good to see you, too. Good to see you, too, Nicole. Okay, so... Uh, We have a list of questions, Mom. I figured this is just a good base for us to have. So, Mom, if you could uh, first just introduce yourself, who who you are. I'm Chris Carter. I am Alexis and Nicole's mom. What was your first thought when you found out you were having twins? I laughed hysterically. It was I, I had gone to the doctor because they thought there may be a problem. I was going to a midwife and something didn't seem right for the amount of time or the size I should be. They wanted to make sure I didn't have a tumor. Oh. And they sent me for the sonogram. And it was at a huge screen back then. So I was fascinated, as I am with all scientific things like that, and watched the baby. And they they showed me the toes and the ribs and all these cool things. And then they said, well, I guess we better get to business and find out what else is going on. And this other round shape appeared on the screen, large, because it was a large screen. And the doctor and nurse both were silent, and they looked at me. And I was kind of worried. I was afraid it was the big tumor. And I said, what is that? And they said, that's the other baby. (laughs) And I started laughing hysterically. And I was trying so hard not to pee all over the table because for those, you had to drink like gallons of water. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, I'm going to have twins. I'm going to have twins. I, I was, it was like the most exciting 
moment of my life. <laughs> it was great. I almost hit three trucks driving oh, home. Oh, God. And I made sure that they gave me a photograph of each of the babies. And then they gave me a photograph of both of the babies together. And they labeled one baby A, one baby B. And when I got back and showed their dad, I said, you know, here, here are pictures of the baby. And he said, well, why is one labeled baby A and one labeled baby B? And I handed them the third one and I said, well, this is a picture of both of them. And he was a little silent at that time, but he smiled and he was kind of as excited as I was. Uh, not quite, because I dreamt all my life of what I would do if I ever had twins, never thinking I would have them. You sounded like you were very excited, obviously, but was there ever a point where you were scared or worried about having twins? Um, no, no, never. Also, I was really, really relieved because I was always worried of having an only child. And because I was starting so late, you know, back then being 33, that was kind of late. And, you know, the decision to have another child, it was that would have terrified me much more. It was like, wow, I don't ever have to worry about having an only child again. And it's like, wow, it's just a whole crowd. <laughs> Having one kid can be kind of a scary financial burden. How did you factor not only having one kid, but now you had two? Was that anything that ended up like a stressful conversation or you were just so excited about having twins that it really... Well, I don't ever remember having that conversation, but you have to remember that I've been an artist all my life. So factoring in the finances has been something I've been very negligent about. And I've always felt I'll make it work. And I knew that I had a supportive family and I, I could do work on the side. I mean, I just, I knew that somehow all I cared about was that my babies were healthy. That was really the only thing that I had in my mind. How did they treat you as like a twin birth? I remember hearing that we were the smallest preemies that the hospital had had up to that point. So were there any kind of medical worries, anything that that you were made aware of going in? I mean, the two of you were pretty memorable because even years and years later, when we went back, some of them still, some of the nurses who were still there remembered the two of you. Alexis had jaundice, which is very normal. She also, they had a very, very hard time finding her veins for the intravenous. I'm thinking now, I think also Alexis had a heart murmur, which was also normal. And especially for a preemie. Now, she was the second in line when it came to nutrition. Sometimes the second twin is a lot smaller and has more health issues. The two of you were very, very tiny. Nicole, I think you were 4'1", and Alexis was 3'14". Three, three pounds and 14 three, ounces? Yes, yes. So even though I gained, I think I gained 65 pounds because I ate like a horse. In spite of that, you were five weeks early. So you were very, very tiny, but you were incredibly alert. You were so healthy, even though you were too young to nurse. They let me take you home after two weeks or two and a half weeks. They said, my God, if you know, if it's okay with you, if you're not worried about taking twins home, these, these kids are fine. And we all went home. I think you were both four, just a little over four pounds, barely four and a half pounds when they let me take you home. It's like a kitten. Holy cow, tiny. I, I know somewhere there's a picture of our dad holding both of us in each arm with each baby is just like from his palm, not even to his elbow. And so I'll try to find that for mom. That'd be great to put up on our Instagram. So we'll put that up there if we can find it. 
Did you see the pictures that I posted on the website of us as infants? No, I don't think I looked at that. I'm so bad. You're not looking at our website. <laughs> so if you look at our last episode, there are pictures of us as infants. I think we're a week old in one and two weeks old in the other. And so that's when we were still wearing doll clothing. Yes, yes, because we were still too small for preemie clothes. So mom put us in doll clothes, which eventually our dolls ended up wearing. The other thing that's insane is how healthy sick I was. <laughs> you had jaundice, a heart murmur, but super healthy and alert. And I weighed pie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, three pie, one pie. <laughs> okay. Also, mom seems to not have ever been worried about the fact that she was A, having children, or B, having twins. I mean, it's, I think, would be scary. But then again, you know, she's on the other side of it. We're all grown up and adults, and we've survived. So it worked out well. <laughs> It's a weird thing to know, absolutely, that you're nothing like your sister. And then to look at a picture, or hear a voice, and have no idea if it's actually you or your twin. We wanted to know what our mom's experience was like with two babies that acted very differently, but also looked, well, identical. Did you ever have trouble telling us apart? Only when you were asleep. Like when you didn't have expressions. And it is very hard for me to tell some of the photos apart. And I used to think I would always know which one you were, but I'm sure that I've made mistakes there. And I, I'll often go by the clothing you had on because you didn't dress alike. So I'd remember whose clothes were which, who wore what shoes. And I could tell by your stance sometimes, but you had such different personalities and your expressions were different. Did other family members have trouble telling us apart? Yes. <laughs> who was the worst at it? Gramps. Gramps was definitely the worst at it. Um, And there were people who, there were a lot of people who could see differences, but the challenge was to remember which difference went with which one of you. When did you start to notice differences in mannerisms and personalities for us? Well, pretty early on, but remember, I kept, I kept looking hard for those. There, There were numerous things, like early on, Alexis would always crawl out of her crib and get into Nicole's crib. Nicole, you never crawled out of your crib to get into Alexis's crib. You were always very, you were quieter and seemed, you know, well, we determined at some point that you were shyer. I never thought of as being shy, but you, you were comfortable being by yourself a lot more and you would watch and observe. So Alexis would often... (laughs) She would spend a whole day teaching herself something, like stacking the those little tube things on a pole, those like big tube to little tube. And she would do that all day long. She would want, you know, like was fanatical about doing, 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 doing. And you would sit there and watch her. And she'd finally figure out how to do it by the end of the night. And then you would go over and you would just do it because you've been watching her the whole day. And the same thing happened when it came to learning how to climb up on a chair. Um, it was hysterical. And I'd seen it happen with the the stack toy, and it kind of looked like Alexis had that same look in her eye when she was working on climbing up on the chair. And you would just sit there and watch and watch. And and she finally made it at the end of the night. And a little while later, you went over and just climbed up on the chair. And it just would make me laugh. And I think the next big thing that stood out was in taking you to museums a lot. Nicole, you would not really get very excited about looking at the paintings. And Alexis would. But if there was ever something that had any relief to it, 
like anything three-dimensional or a collage or or even thick surface of paint, you would like really get excited about it. So for you, I started thought, okay, well, it just seems like, you know, you, you like stuff that's three-dimensional. And when it came to math, I could work out problems just write, writing them down on paper for Lexus, and I would build them with blocks for you. And you both learned the concepts. It had nothing to do with how you would score on a test or anything. You just learn things differently. You perceive the world differently. Alexis could balance and walk a straight line, like down the middle of the road. And Nicole, you could climb vertically far better. So things like that fascinated me. One thing that I was really interested in was mom's experience as well, a mom. Alexis, you asked a pretty interesting question about how strangers interacted with mom. Yeah, this was a topic we chatted with some other twins about in our first episode, and I wanted to hear firsthand how mom dealt with it. One of the other things that uh, I remember hearing, the habits of the public to make commentary on twins out in public, as if they have some involvement in the life. And so, discuss. (laughs) Right. Right. Okay. Well... It was often painful. Going to a mall was one thing that we ended up doing once a year on a rainy day because my experience of going to a mall with the three of you when you were small was that total strangers would come up and they'd say, oh, are they twins? And I'd say, yes. And they'd say, well, they're not dressed alike. I said, well, no, they're two different people. Well, you should dress them alike. And people would really yell at me for not dressing you alike. Or they'd say, well, do you nurse them? And I'd say, yes. You know, I mean, I had no problem answering the questions. And then they would say, well, how do you do that? You know, so, I mean, people just come up and ask questions, which I, I, I'm not a modest person. I don't care, but I, I thought, wow, this is, this is really something. But the things, the ones that got to me the most were when they would walk up to us have this little conversation of, oh, they're so cute or something. And then they say, which one do you think is the cutest? They'd ask me to tell them which one of you two I thought was the prettiest or I thought was the cutest or which one is smarter. And I I thought, good God, like I don't pass those judgments on my children. And what does it matter to these people who I think if I did think one was smarter than the other or cuter than the other. I mean, can you imagine? All I could think of was being one of you, looking up at this person and waiting for my mom to let me know whether she thought I was the cutest or my sister was the cutest. I mean, I thought it was a horrible question to ask. Do you think that's because people are uncomfortable by the idea that two people look similar, so they they find some sort of need to differentiate them so that they're not sort of intimidated by this otherness of two identical-looking beings? Possibly. It's not that the people are curious. I mean, I'd be surprised if they weren't curious. But it the questions that they come up to a total stranger, it's not like we're sitting down having coffee together. It wasn't like it was a friend of mine who who was curious. I mean, my friends would ask me things like that. They never asked me which was smarter, you know, I mean, that kind of thing. But 
they were fascinated and they were curious about twins. But then there were plenty of strangers who came up and just said, oh my God, you know, it's so cool. It's, it's great. What's it like to have twins? So there were plenty of those people too. It's, it's just some of the people just took me by surprise and what they would come up and ask. And the questions weren't so bad as the yelling at me for not dressing you alike. And, and I have to say, I was just as curious with people that were dressed alike. I, I started asking other twins when, for the brief time that I went to some of the twin meeting, twin mother meetings. And the ones who dressed their, their twins the same, if one pooped, they would change the other one too. And I thought, oh my God, terrible. Were there twin groups or, uh, you know, was there, did the hospital hook you up with a support network or did you find that on your own or, uh, you know, how did that work? It wasn't really a twin group, I guess. It was like the La Leche group, which was for nursing. I stopped going there because there were two moms who were moms of twins. So that's why I was thinking it was a twins group. And neither one of them nursed their twins, even though they were in the nursing group because their doctors said that they wouldn't have enough milk, which I thought was kind of bizarre because I could have fed the entire nursery. And I actually had more trouble nursing Mike than I had nursing the two of you. But yes, they did have mother groups, twin groups too. Did you just not want to go to them or were they not like convenient or they were just uncomfortable? Well, I, I didn't really have time to go to groups. I mean, we were we were just going on too many adventures for one thing. It was a whole lot more fun, and uh, and I didn't have any desire to because I had a good support force with Graham and Gramps. Also, in terms of the finances, your dad was working. You know, he had his own business, so there there wasn't a night that I could go out. I think definitely, if the internet had been what it is today. I would definitely have been found myself a wonderful group of twin moms and and shared ideas and you know that that would have been wonderful. But the logistics of going out to a meeting, I, I when you weren't awake, I would be doing chores, you know, cleaning up a little bit and trying to get some sleep. We asked mom if there was anything else she wanted to cover before we ended our first chat. She said a lot of sweet things about us in preschool, but while those stories are adorable, they got a little long. But then she said something awesome about how she approached raising identical twins. I knew it was important for you to feel like you were each complete, a complete person, and not just half of a person. I, I wanted you to know that you could survive on your own, and it was kind of cool to have this twin sister, but you were complete on your own, even without the other one. And it was clear to me that that was very important. Thanks again, Mom, for taking the time to talk to us. And thanks to all our listeners for sticking with us on this journey. As always, if you'd like to leave us a voicemail, you can call our twin line at 201-540-TWIN. You can also visit us online at doubletaketwincast.com or send us a note to doubletaketwincast at gmail.com. Our theme music is from My Bubba. Additional music is from the Free Music Archive by Poddington Bear. You can find links on our site, doubletaketwincast.com. We're produced across coasts in New York and Seattle by me, Nicole Vergala, and me, Alexis Vergala. Thanks for listening. More episodes soonish. Twin, 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 twin.